Hello everyone, welcome to episode 2 of my podcast, How Not To Be An Artist. In this episode I am interviewing Sam aka SBR Bone and Star. She is a musician, singer, tattooist, she does it all and you'll hear a lot about everything that she does in this episode. Um, you have just been listening to in the intro Neon Oracle, the band that she sings for a new track. I believe it's new, newish. <laughs> I just wanted to do a little introduction to the episode before um, the actual interview part is gonna start because the introduction was a bit poor on this. It was kind of like, "Hi, hello," which you'll see in a minute. Um, and I didn't really, I felt I felt like I didn't give her a good enough introduction, I didn't like, even explain who she was, for those um, listening or watching that don't know of her, so that this was the reason for this. <laughs> um, I think the reason for that was probably because we had been chatting so much before uh, we even started recording, so we were kind of getting to know each other as well, and that start bit before we went right into it, um, but I hadn't really done any s- sort of intro for you guys, so this is it now. Um, also, I wanted to mention, if you're watching the episode like on YouTube, I, I've only realised now that my, <laughs> like, I want my set on Pierce and the thing is the wrong way like the whole time and it was really bugging me so I just wanted to point that out <laughs> that I don't actually the one I've got in right now is too big it's like the one that I got put in when I first got pierced and I've just never got changed anyway I'm rambling on so I'll just let you actually listen to this now and hope you all enjoy there's yeah loads of topics on just life as a musician, as a creative, as a female in the music industry, um, and just some little general life things. Social media as well, for artists. All those kind of struggles. So yeah, anyway, I hope you enjoy. Bye. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me today on, yeah, literally the second episode of my podcast. And yeah, thanks for being a bit of a guinea pig, I guess. Oh no, thank you for having me. Um, I love I love guinea pig activities. It's like my favourite. It's way more interesting phase to get in on a project. It's a way more interesting bit to get in when it's just like lurching around like a little baby. Yeah there from the start kind of thing yeah so basically my podcast um I think I've talked a, a bit about it but focusing on kind of just the the ups and downs of being an artist or being a creative um particularly in the music world and just your own experience and what it's like in the modern day of kind of navigating yourself in this manic industry um and yeah so firstly if you just want to tell me a bit about yourself about you your journey with 
um, within music and just being a creative. Okay. Um, I was raised in a really musical family. My mom was a singer. My first stepdad was a sound engineer. So I was constantly just at gigs watching my mom perform. And then I started to play piano. I, I wrote a musical about the rise of the machines when I was seven. It was pretty heavy. Wow. <laughs> Intense. I had Love that. I just terrorized my Slovenian families. Um, so I, I loved music. I pursued it all the way through school. Dropped out of school when I was 15, just went a bit off the rails. Um, and yeah, well, especially when you've got a bit of a spicy brain, you know, yeah. you tend not to tread the the more trod, trod, trodden, the more trod, trodden path. I don't know what the word is I'm trying to find. Um, so in my early 20s, I got a really great opportunity to work with a really good producer who was producing for John Martin who had just been in a car accident and was on hiatus for a bit mm -hmm. so Gary the producer was looking for a project and it was at the time when like Amy Winehouse and Joss Stone and and Katie Melia were like big and they were looking for the next one of those and mm -hmm. they drafted me when I was 20 and instantly started to try and turn me into something I didn't want to do um and I just had to get the fuck out of there thank god I did um I was recovering from cancer and so I just wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna waste my second chance at life by being mm. molded something that I didn't think was good I didn't was, wasn't true to me you know I didn't want to be I wanted to be more like Amy Winehouse and they were trying to make me more Katie Melia and I could see at the time who was going to be the biggest star and um and so I I had to gracefully duck out of the project which was not easy because it's very male dominated they're all like miles mm. older than me and I didn't know if I was going to burn bridges at that point. Anyway, I came away from that. My tattoo career took off and that just kind of took over for the next sort of 20 years. And then um, I lost my mom seven years ago and kind of completely unraveled as a person. And then when I sort of rebuilt myself in my own vision, suddenly the music was like, oh my God, like it's time, it's time to come back to this. And like a just a stronger point of view than ever. And I've just thrown myself back into it for the last two years. Like, like the clock is ticking, which it is. And I'm just, let's fucking yeah. go. Let's, let's get, get it done, you know? Oh, I love that. And the fact that, I mean, at that young age, like how easy it must have been just to, as you say, like they were trying to, I guess, form you into this person that wasn't you, um, to actually say no to that. Like, that's that's an amazing thing to staying true to yourself I feel like if I was that age and they'd offered me something I'd be like yes just do whatever you need to like yeah I think you go through different um stages of like reasons why you're doing music mm -hmm. um I don't know if that's kind of how you felt and it probably flows into my next question um where you stand with like you've probably kind of explained that anyway but um monetizing from music and then sort of staying true to the creation of that it's funny because even in the last two years I've been on this journey I when I arrived back at the music I was like if I'm going to do this I've waited 20 years I want to do it properly so I I sought out like a local producer and uh and and just wanted to make sure that the music was good if I was going to put it on Spotify and stuff I wanted it it's, mm -hmm. it's very technical and I didn't understand how to make it polished and so I thought I'll get a producer he was a lot more 
integral in the growth of the music than I thought he was going to be. I didn't realize he'd be doing quite so much. Kind of took over a little bit, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was great. He really helped me to kind of come out of myself and see the potential in my music. But very early on, he said, this is very commercial. I think you should try and get this on the radio. I think you should try and do this. And it launched me on this very different trajectory than I had planned on being on. And suddenly I was like up to my eyeballs in marketing and um, strategizing and, and became very like, I'll put some music out, I'll see which ones people like, and then I'll just write more of the ones that were popular. And like by the end of last year, I was like, I don't even know what I want to write anymore because I've been so busy trying to people please. And honestly, unless you make it really, really, really big. You just hemorrhage money if you want to do this. You don't make money as a musician. You will never, you won't even break even unless you meet that perfect storm situation where you just get the big deal or you get the big opportunities. More often than not, you're spending money and not seeing it back. And I got to the end of last year and was like, if I'm just going to hemorrhage my cash and be a homeless old lady, I want to have had fun and sung the Mm -hmm. songs that I want to sing rather than trying to please a bunch of people who aren't interested in getting to know me I was like I want to write stuff for me yeah and so I had to make that decision to break away from what was actually working I was on the radio a bunch last year considering I was new I was all over the radio it didn't make me happy because it wasn't truly who I was as a musician so interesting yeah I made that decision yeah if it's not writing what you want to write and you're also not making really any money from it, it's like you're just a lose-lose. Yeah, it's a labour of love, so make sure you love what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. I totally resonate with that. I've had the the same sort of experience um, in terms of Scott to now till I've started writing just what I actually want to write yeah. um, and what I want to listen back to as opposed to creating something for someone else you will still have people that want to listen to what you want to write and what you want to listen Mm. to I'm assuming from what you've said you've got some experience with um the marketing side of things um whether you've done that yourself or people around you have been doing that for you and how do you feel now with um everything obviously being on social media and the day and age where it's all on Spotify and you're literally making nothing really from recorded music and um and yet we're still having to market it, I guess, on social media. I think you have to just become very um very methodical, very mechanical and get your muscle memory going is my biggest advice. Because I, I was like I was in the middle of it and I was like, I hate it here. What is this? This is terrible. I think just as soon as you can get yourself into the habit of building your content, what you what your content to look like, um, just being able to just go, right, I'm gonna, I've got some pictures, I'm gonna put those out, do do do. Um you know, in, in terms of like the Spotify and stuff, it's really difficult unless you get that golden placement on a playlist. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get the streams up and it's hard to know. It's like chicken or egg. It's like, am I getting the the listens on Spotify because people are finding me on social media? I've actually found artists the other way around. I've found people on Spotify and then gone to find them on social media. So it can just happen in so many different ways that I think 
it's hell and you'll tie your brain in knots and there'll be some days where your ego is a little more wounded than others and it affects you more and you and you do that side by side comparison to people who aren't even remotely similar to you but you do it and you hurt your own feelings anyway you it's inevitable you're going to have those days but I would just say as quick as you can return to the joy as fast as you can get back to the bit of the project that made you want to do it in the first place whether it's hanging out with your band whether it's just writing fucking music whether it's you know dancing around the kitchen to stuff that you've already written and like try and find ways to immediately get out in the field do the graft get it as tuned into your muscle memory as possible so that it just becomes second nature get the content out do a status update facebook instagram wherever it is that you're doing it and then once you've done it once you've sown those seeds you've interacted a little bit get the fuck out of there don't spend all day because it will start to you'll start to spend more time hanging out on instagram than writing your music and you're too tired and you're too disillusioned because you then you've gone down the rabbit hole and you've spent all day going well look at them they've got loads of followers and like well why do they get listens on oh look how many streams they've got you know when somebody comes on and goes thank you so much you guys my song's only been out a week like thanks for a hundred thousand streams and i'm like what the what how are you doing like how like how are you doing this and it just sends me into this tailspin it's so unhealthy and eats away at your creativity eats away at the reason why you'd want to do it your motivation it's just it's such a live by the sword die by the sword culture these days with the social media it's free it's amazing it helps you reach so many more people than the the poor sods who were trying to do this 40 years ago (laughs) how the fuck did you promote music 40 years ago but but at the same time it does just completely set your self-esteem on fire on a daily basis yeah you just go to bed like what's wrong with me why does everybody hate me why am I doing this it's just it's hard it's 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 graft for the soul yeah and it's just so easy to get stuck in that loop I know it myself I'm like I'm laughing because you've just yeah said (laughs) what I go through like on an almost daily basis I think I'm on there scrolling more than I ever am posting but um yeah I mean the benefits of it are when when you do put stuff out there and you are using it as a tool, I mean, that's how I've come across yourself um, and a lot of other artists, not just to listen to, but networking with um, people. So, yeah, it's like a love-hate relationship with social media, I think. It's just, yeah. there, there's no other really, um, like, industry that people are in where they, they are having to use that as a tool as much as we do music and it's just such yeah such a huge sea of people out there all doing the same thing it's like it it's almost 50 percent of the work of being a musician these days oh, if not more is the is the marketing and you're like yeah. i didn't sign up for this but it's not going to happen unless you get out there and it's uh it's having to just accept that and just accept that it's a bit like it's a bit like in those apocalypse movies where the people have to like put on the hazmat suit and like go out into the world to go and find like a tin of beans in a in an abandoned supermarket and then they've like got to get back before the radiation like gets through their suit and then and then they're okay. It's I feel like it's like that. You've just got to get into the yeah. social media 
go and like do your posts and like go and like a few posts and interact with your mm. mates and like get you get yourself like notched in the algorithm for that day yeah. and then get the fuck home before you get infected and like oh, poisoned uh. by the whole like environment <laughs> so it makes it a little more exciting if you think about it like that yeah such a good metaphor for that I love that <laughs> and I guess obviously we've spoke about um ADHD and being non-neurotypical um and I think that I was thinking a lot about that when you said that too it's just the difficulty of staying consistent and getting stuck in that loop um and it's not really what we came here to do like we want just write music and make yeah music that we love and as you say like be with your bandmates and perform and and then like be able to make some money from that but it's just not as easy as that now sadly I think with the ADHD it it causes us so much hassle in our daily life but there are other aspects to it which can be seen as like a Swiss army knife there are all these little fractured like little tentacles of us like and it it makes life quite difficult sometimes but I think when you do have to do a lot of this type of thing if you can try and like put a positive spin on it and go okay I'll do some photographs for myself I'll do some posting I'll do this I'll do that and make your inconsistency consistent (laughs) so the fact that you want to go you want to bounce on like five different social media accounts and you do want to do a bit of photography and you want to write a bit of this and you want to do a bit of that I think if you can like harness the power of your ADHD and and use it like a Swiss army knife and just utilize the fact that you want to do 10 things in an hour and go okay and then try and find something to love about each of those things that you have to do out on social media whether it's thinking of a funny caption for your photograph, whether it's trying to find like five people out there on the internet to have a positive internet interaction with. And like that sometimes gets me through as well is, is trying to find like, again, it's the joy, like try and get the joy back. Like, mm-hmm. how can I, like, what can I do to make this little task enjoyable? It's so easy to feel bogged down and fed up. And as soon as you start telling yourself it's not fun, it will stop to be fun. It'll stop to be fun. It will stop being fun. <laughs> sorry (laughs) um and so I think if you can try and as I'm a very inconsistent person but I'm very consistently inconsistent (laughs) so I will bounce between the platforms and I'll bounce between activities but what I've found is it's it's utilized really well within the music because there's constantly so much to do and I think that's where a lot of musicians get lost and I'm like oh shit this is actually a bit of a superpower and people say to me all the time you're so prolific like you you get so much done and I'm like I don't think I have a choice that's kind of the way I'm wired and I just thought well I might as well utilize it I get burnt yeah. out sure but um it it's actually it can be a bit of a superpower if you find a way to harness it and kind of work with it responsibly which is not easy but it can be done yeah I think it's just finding ways it works for us I guess because I mean people say there's specific times that are good to post do this do that but I I find that when I'm given sort of when I'm given these strategies I just it puts me off but when I just find my own yeah. sort of flow with it then that's when I'm like so yeah totally get you on that 
Well, there's something else that I stumbled across as well, which it really it pissed me off when I realized mm-hmm. is because there was the, every so often you'll get this thing where all these creators come onto these platforms and go, hold up, everybody. They've changed the algorithm. They've changed the way the platform works. Yeah. It's it's an SEO now and it's da da da. And like they, ca- they came out on Instagram a while ago and said, um, Instagram have changed it up. They want like a grid post every day and they want stories three times a day. Otherwise, you're going to drop out of the algorithm. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. You know, the thing you have to remember is they've set the stage and we are providing the content for their platform. Mm-hmm. We are we are Instagram. Inst- yeah. Instagram is just an empty space that we're filling. We're giving them the content that's making people come back to their app. They're relying on us to do that. So when they set this hysteria into action of like, oh, well, we won't be able to show people your stuff unless you're posting on the hour every hour. Sorry. Everyone goes, oh, shit. And what it does is it just absolutely boosts their platform with so much more content that keeps people coming back for more. We are literally working for Instagram. And as Mm. a friend pointed out to me, she went, I'm sorry. She goes, I post like once a month. She's like a really famous model. She said, I post once a month and get thousands of views. I'm not dropping out of any algorithm. Mm. She said, I can go on there. And I noticed that there'll be people who I haven't seen on the feed for ages. And I'm like, God, I wondered where you'd gone. Have you just, you know, and then I go on their post and realize, oh, they haven't actually posted for a month. But as soon as they did, it popped up. They hadn't been suppressed. They hadn't been dropped off the algorithm. But mm. we're told this because they want us to be slaves, essentially. They want yeah, free yeah. labor on these platforms because we're awesome. they set the stage. We're the entertainers. And we're not even getting paid yeah. for it. <laughs> so that's yeah. worth remembering. And I heard one as well the other day about um, it was like a, a content creator. And she'd said you're getting told to kind of post at these specific times but if everyone's getting told to post at these specific times everyone's posting at these times so yeah. post at the other times where there's not as much traffic coming in um which is something that I've really listened to but yeah I think it, it can be a bit of a scam it's the same with TikTok like who knows how it how it even works I have no idea that's just a hit or a miss with that one I think it's a very mysterious app <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I don't really know how to word this question, but how do I word this? Um, With your music or with just listening to music in general, um, obviously you said you've now realised that, um, you know, you were creating music for other people and now it's about making the music for yourself. Mm -hmm. Have you had any sort of, I don't know if spiritual awakening is the right word for yeah. this but yeah like any sort of um yeah spiritual awakening if that is the right word I know that I have so just want you to hear if that's something you've experienced and in, in what way oh definitely yeah I mean even last year when I was writing the commercial stuff I still wanted to write stuff in between it that sort of meant something um and I found that like this year, as I moved into writing the heavier stuff for the band, um, a lot of people sort of who were supporting me last year, but maybe weren't like massively into the music mm-hmm. kind of stepped forward and went, "Ooh, here you are. And I'm like, yeah. And they can feel that there's like an authenticity coming through and I'm channeling a completely different set of feelings through this music. 
and there's such a kind of a lot of rage coming out a lot of power coming out that I know a lot of women who are listening who are listening to the heavier stuff are like ooh, ooh, and you can tell it's like kind of revving them up and it's mm-hmm. like igniting something in them as well and so yeah spiritually I'm getting a lot out of writing the heavier stuff but I'm lacing it with the softer electronic I want to keep the feminine yeah. in there because I think there is so much rage and darkness within femininity that I'm kind of loving doing both in the metal that I have this very seductive siren-esque side to the metal and then I have this wow and I've been learning to scream sing and like oh my god it's like therapy Love it's just unleashing this energy it's um helping me vocalize an energy rather than not I'm not getting rid of it I'm not releasing it it's um it's like a river it's like a floodgate has opened I don't want it to go it's go- it's never going to go you know women have got a lot to be angry about but it's giving me this lightning rod to release it into the world and it feels really good <laughs> really good I love that you um refer to it as being like a feminine energy as well because a lot of the time would hear something like that being oh it's a bit of my masculine side coming out but then of course we we do have that that energy why is it why is it referred to as masculine you know that's yeah we just it's it's not something that's been typically no well I guess we do show it but obviously the yeah it's always shown in a way that like oh she's lost control and it's like no we we lost control when we lost our ability to express our rage and be and and have that be yeah. valid. As soon as a woman loses her temper now, it's like, oh, she's hormonal. And it's like, fuck, when did we lose our footing here? Because it's just, we're not allowed to be assertive. We're not allowed to be dominant. We're not allowed to stand our ground because it's now it's labeled as like, oh, she's destabilized, you know, God. And it's like, what the, how is there a different set of rules for you guys? women have every right we've got more right than the men in some cases in most cases to be mad we've had to be way more measured with it as well so we're better at being mad (laughs) we're the experts Mm -hmm. at being quietly filled with rage (laughs) yeah 100% I'm assuming that you will have found struggles with being a female artist female uh, performer writer but if you just want to explain a bit more about that and if there's anything particular that you overcame yeah it's it's been hard over the years um female artists are we're sexualized or objectified we are seen as um cattle um I certainly experienced that early on um I was assaulted basically quite early on in my 20s within the industry and but um total case of victim blaming and I, I was then labeled like promiscuous and like oh gosh don't trust her around the session musicians and I was like I was attacked mm, asshole and and I mean that was 20 years ago and from what I can gather things sadly have not moved on that far yeah, and I've certainly yeah. experienced being spoken to like an idiot by men um but I'm I'm so lucky that the guys in my band are like the least sexist no ego I have to pinch myself every day I can't believe I found them I didn't think men like that existed anymore and I found three of them 
I want to lock them in a basement. Like, somewhere. it's like, I don't understand what's happened. Like, it's the universe was like, you've been through enough, like, here. Um, but yeah, I've been spoken to like I was an absolute cretin. Had some when I was trying to find band members last year, had people replying to my advert, having gone off and listened to my music, and they went, Oh, your music's really good. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And he said, So, but like, who writes your music? And I was like, Oh, no, I do. And he went, no, no, I know I know you write your music, but like who actually writes it for you? And I was like, no, I, 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 write, I write it digitally. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an electronic music producer. No, I, I know, no, I know that you like write the tunes, but like who's actually doing your like production and your writing? And I'm like, oh my God, if I was a dude, you absolutely would not be continuously asking me yeah. the same question because the answer I'm giving you is just so unbelievable to you. Like... It, just wild just nuts and then dealing with musicians that were just being inappropriate and odd I was told by some I was told by a producer that I shouldn't swear on my songs because people won't like it people won't they'll, they'll take umbrage to that and I was like are you fucking serious Billie Eilish is like swearing in hers everyone's swearing in their songs these days like it's not that big a deal anymore it's in pop music everywhere like what decade are you living in dude like what so yeah you just have st this this being clipped and and squashed and like oh just trimmed constantly being edited by people and like scrutinized and and like doubted and you're just like god what just <laughs> like I, I have no patience for it i mean i had a dj say to me he played me on his show. I inboxed him afterwards and said, thank you so much. I really appreciate the support. To which he replied, you owe me a shag. Oh, my God. I'm like, what? Oh, Christ. <laughs> I mean, it didn't upset me. I was just embarrassed for him. I was like, it's 2022. I know. What are you talking about? What? You're like, it's not how you talk to women these days. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's wild. It's the Wild West still. To just laugh at it and get on with it. But I feel like with probably with social media, like it is something that is spoken about a lot. Like people are speaking up a lot more about kind of the shit that we take from men, not just in this industry, but just in general. But it is still going on like massively. Like there's maybe a lot of men out there. I mean, my boyfriend, he's like, oh, it's only, you know, a few not everyone's like that I'm like literally you have no idea until you're, you're a shocked. woman like you have no idea how many men there are out there can't even say that they're naive you know if if they are like see the three guys that are in your band and they they don't have awareness of what men can be like it's not even like naivety sometimes it's just they've not experienced what we've experienced I think yeah they just they just don't it wouldn't occur to them, especially if they're the kind of guy that they wouldn't do that. Yeah. There's almost that, that they have that thing of, no. It's like disbelief of like, surely not. And you're like, the horrors that women have become so accustomed to that good men almost don't believe us because they're like, no, you're exaggerating. Yeah. And you're like, I wish. It makes me laugh. I don't know if you've seen this, like Joe Biden wants to enlist women in America. No, I have not. Have you seen this? No, I don't it's all really over TikTok keep up at the moment. With the politics. 
So he wants to enlist the everyday woman into the army, <laughs> like oh, it's World War okay. Two. And the women of America are so unserious. It's absolutely creased me because they're just like, no, I'm sorry. My mom says there'll be boys there. I can't come. <laughs> and it's just the jokes are absolutely amazing. But what makes me laugh even more is men go into the army and then they're taught, watch over your shoulder, look for dark corners, mm. um, always assume you're being preyed on on the battleground um learn how to handle yourself learn how to defend yourself women are taught this when we're 10 by our yeah. mums you want to put us in the army and give us guns you're going to mobilize women this could actually be the best thing that ever happens to us because the shit that you're teaching men when they're 20 and going into the army women have been taught quietly by their mums but from the age of like eight yeah. We're taught to don't go down the dark alleyway. Watch over your shoulder. If you hear footsteps behind you, be on full alert. Mm. We are trained. We've been in training since we were kids. And they want to enlist us and give us weapons and tanks. I'm in. <laughs> Let's go. Can you imagine an army <laughs> yeah. full of us? Men have no idea. That, yeah, they have to go to war to find out what that feels like. We leave our house. Yeah. We're trying to walk back from the bus from a night out and we have to treat it like we're walking through the streets of fucking Afghanistan <sighs> so true. With, a, with camouflage. They don't understand how dangerous simply leaving the house as a woman mm. is. They don't get it. I know. It's wild. I know. It's funny. It's not funny at all, actually. It's, it's completely unfunny. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you've just got to laugh sometimes. I had a question like on, on sort of like, ego and music and like how to not separate that from but like I know like when I was younger wanting to be like this star like this pop mm -hmm. star was it all came from ego um and now that I've you know like come into this new genre and I'm writing music that's just what I want to write is for other reasons. Obviously, there's always going to be a bit ego in there, but it's mostly just the joy of music and the art um, and wanting to share that with people. So it's just kind of getting your experience on that. Um, but I just didn't know how to word it. I didn't want to be like, have you got an ego in music? Kind no, I know of what thing. you mean. But no, I know what you mean. When I, when I first came into it, I did, you know, in my mind, I was like, oh, I could be like interviewed here and I could appear here and... Oh, God, yeah, you know, I, I was like big lights, you know, bright lights, big city, I, you know, sky's yeah. the limit. And and then I, I started to look. It's a bit like when Dorothy, I liken my journey on music a lot to this, a lot to The Wizard of Oz. You know, her end game is getting to Oz. That's all she's concentrating on. And in the meantime, she's met her friends and she's mm -hmm. gone on all these adventures and she's had these amazing moments and scary moments. And then the very end of the film is when she gets to Oz and it's just some dickhead behind a curtain. <laughs> like, like a Wizard of Oz. It's such an anticlimax. It's some guy who can't do shit. He's behind a curtain. He's lying to everyone. And it's just lies. Oz is just a big lie. And I feel like that is the music industry. Yeah. Like when you actually get right to the heart of it, yeah. it's just this bunch of white old men <laughs> who were trying to make money from everybody else and in the meantime everyone's running around I was like Woo! and it's just yeah. some knobhead behind a curtain and what I keep having to remind myself is 
that original goal doesn't work. And that's where your ego tends to go, well, it's like a race and I've got to race everyone. That's nuts. That's like racing a hedgehog and a cat and a badger and a snail. Like everyone's so different. Like the just as soon as you can just, as soon as you catch yourself going down that competitive route, just snap yourself out of it. Because it's yeah. like racing a zoo of animals. Like it doesn't work. All those animals have different, one of them's going to fly off. How do you, how do you, how do you race a pelican with a tiger? You know, it's like, Ego will make you competitive and it's pointless being competitive because unless you are stood next to a clone of you, you are not in a fair race. So yeah. stop racing other people. Stop it. Just do what you need to do and and just keep reminding yourself that the, the bulk of the Wizard of Oz is her meeting her friends and figuring out who she is and then figuring out who they are. And they yeah. all get to Oz thinking they know what they need. Like one of them thinks, oh, I need a heart. And one of them's like, well, I'm stupid. And they all think this end game, they all think this goal is going to solve all their problems. And when they get there, it's it's nothing. It's not going to do shit. And they the yeah. work that they have to do is, well, he's already got a heart. He's already a fucking sweetie. The, the one who hasn't got a brain, it's like, well, you're actually pretty, you're doing pretty good on your own. What the industry will do and what your ego will tell you is that you're not enough and you must try mm -hmm. harder. And it will lead you to abandon your abilities and it stops you because you're constantly trying to get to the next goal. You're not sitting and looking and going, I did really well today. Oh my God, like, look yeah. what I did this week. Like, look what's happened. It feeds us into this culture of you must try harder, crack the whip, crack the whip. And that's where your ego starts to become inflamed and enraged and squashed and sad. And you mm. start operating from a really dark place and you bleed energy. You just bleed motivation and energy. It's such an unhealthy place to be. Yeah. And I think you just have to concentrate on the journey, on the yellow brick road Definitely. and the people that you're oh, going to meet. That. It's cool. It's, I have to constantly come back to that analogy to remind myself because what I thought I wanted to do this for, it turns out looks very different. And like success, like define success define it is it a big record deal because there are plenty of artists look at doja cat she is desperate to get out of her deal and she is doing mm. the craziest shit she got the big record deal she hates it she wants out mm. you have to constantly go back and tell ask yourself what does my success look like because it isn't just some blanket term it isn't some goal that we're all reaching towards this finish line if we are all in a race everyone's finish line's in a different place yeah. It's not a race. It doesn't make sense. And yeah. and so you've got to take the competitiveness out of it and that will ease your ego. And you've got to keep constantly keep checking in with yourself on like, what does success look like? Because am I missing it? Like I have met my dream bandmates. We did a really cool gig. There are people out there who are still dreaming about that. That's their goal. I just mm -hmm. did it. And I'm so busy trying to get to the next goal that I haven't even acknowledged what someone else would define as their success, their goal. That's their Oz. And I just yeah. ran past it and didn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> and so I think you've just constantly got to just stop yourself, catch your breath, redefine what was this week's success? What was today's success? Stop comparing yourself to other people. And just, I don't know, just 
be kind to yourself and acknowledge the good things that you're doing and the little moments yeah. and the happiness. The joy is the is the key, I think. Yeah. That, oh. that's, that just makes a bad day good. If you've had a good time yeah. and you've built good memories. And enjoying the process as well, I think. Now I've mm. re- only realised now that that is like the most important part because you could have the biggest goal ever and you probably will get there as you said with your Wizard of Oz analogy like you get there and it's just oh is that it yeah, huh. as much as I say that I am now sort of trying to just enjoy the process I still do have that in my head that you know I want to do this I want to do that I want to reach these goals and I, th- I don't know if it's more so being a woman that it does feel like there's a race because we have other aspects that come into the music you know like the image and everything else which obviously yeah I mean you feel like you've got to meet some again it's this like standard of like how should I look and what should I look like and yeah yeah. and turning yourself into a product which is just the worst yeah that sucks that hurts that balance isn't that between being true to yourself but also if you do want to make make money out of it to our sell music as you say like you know little goals at a time yeah the journey and I think it's I think time traveling is a really good thing to do as well and that's something that I play with quite a lot is if I'm having a day where I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere and I'm like oh I'm putting all this work in and there's just this quiet there's just this like where's the gigs where's this where's that Mm -hmm. and I go okay Take yourself two years into the future. You've achieved what you wanted to achieve. You've managed to sign to a dead cool label. You've just been on tour. You are absolutely burnt out. You are fucking miserable. Your ADHD is completely out of control. You are depressed. You are tired. You have not eaten properly. You've fallen out with one of your bandmates. You are super stressed. And you are sitting there somewhere far away from home, away from your friends, thinking back to this day going oh my god I would give anything to be sat in my house on a rainy day with nothing Mm. else to do than drink coffee and quietly write whatever the fuck I want on my computer write a new song and and have no pressure and no rush and put some incense on maybe go and have a bubble bath like I would give anything I can't believe I didn't enjoy that when I was there and it suddenly and then you bounce back into this timeline and you go oh oh this is lovely yeah (laughs) oh this is so nice look how much oh I could have a nap if I wanted to this is great (laughs) and I think it's dead good to like hypothetically plonk yourself into a kind what you think could be your dream scenario but really make yourself look at it in a very realistic way Mm -hmm. I saw a post from Dua Lipa last year and she was like, and it was like her getting her hair and makeup done. There's little carousel of pictures on Instagram. And then it was like her on the tour bus getting her hair done. And then it was like her on the stage of the arena where they're like setting up all the lights. And she's there with her Starbucks coffee and her big coat on like, oh, tonight's the night. And then the next picture was her in a hotel on a drip. Oh. And then the photo after that was her new shoes. that she. And I was like, what the, what? <laughs> And I think it was just her way of trying to go, oh, and by the way, this is literally killing me, but um, I need medical assistance every day to get me through my working day. Oh but other God. than that, Starbucks, yeah, like, here's my shoes. <laughs> yeah, and I, it was oh, just God. one of those moments that really stuck out to me. 
And then there was a female DJ called Coven and she did a really important post, which really spoke to me. She said, please, if you're just starting, I was once there and I used to stress out about never getting there and I'd never get to the point. And in the background is this video where she's playing to like 70,000 people. And she's like, and I used to stress that I would never get to this point. She goes, and now I'm here. And all I do is stress about losing it. And she said, and now all I do is keep myself awake at night going, what if it gets quiet? What if things slow down? What's that going to look like? What's that going to feel like? She said, so please just make sure no matter what stage you're at, just enjoy it. And that's where the time travel thing came from, because I thought there she is living her dream. She's reporting back to you from the future going, Mm. it ain't all that they make it out to be. It's just as stressful, this end of the the situation. I have heard from psychologists say that it is actually a thing where, um, you know, you're working up to that goal. It's always going to be once you get to that goal, it's just like, oh, doesn't matter what it is. You get there and you're like, and they all return to that like base level yeah Yeah. so it's like if we don't if we don't just find enjoyment and the process and now I think it's really it's really nice to play around with the concept of being nostalgic about your current situation and Mm. like romanticizing your current situation like you know you'd be sat there and you're like I'm really stressed out because this is like my second podcast and like I'm still trying to work out the niggles and you're you're so stressed I think it's really cool to like sit now and go one day I'm gonna look back on think look back on this and be like oh my god you remember it was so cute and you know you don't know where you're gonna be with this podcast two years time this could be huge and I think it's really cute to kind of like reminisce about it now yeah almost like travel back in time and put yourself here now and just go this is so cute and I do that with the band all the time I'm just like and I I'm like nostalgic whilst I'm here yeah almost like missing it like enjoying it in a oh god I wish I could have those days back and I'm and I'm almost doing it like while I'm here almost like Mm -hmm. I'm traveling from a different time and it just makes you love it a little more yeah makes you so much more grateful for it yeah appreciate it yeah i really like that no but that's it it's like it's not just if ever you're just having a day and you just need to see it from a more positive perspective it's yeah just put yourself in the future in a you know whatever kind of weird situation and imagine just a really bad Mm -hmm. day in the future and look back on where you are right now with like a nostalgia and and look at it through these rose tinted glasses like we do all the time I don't know about you but I do that with my life all the time and so just do it right now and then your bad day doesn't seem so bad yeah your current situation looks kind of bittersweet and you're like I'm probably gonna miss this one day so why don't I love it now rather than looking back and loving it yeah especially in the world of social media where we're just mm. consumed by like other people's lives like always comparing yeah. well not not meaning to but subconsciously comparing yourself to other people um and where they're at but that's literally got nothing to do with us like at yeah. all and I know I do it all the time and I say oh like you know I've got this thing about I'm going to be coming up 30 and I'm like oh I need to get all this done before I'm 30 because all these other people have done all this before they're 30 like yeah. why though like there was no real made up about that I've just made that mm-hmm. up in my head like what is that Vera Wang didn't design her first wedding dress till she was 42 oh, love that 
you know, it's this time, this time, just let's just, there's so much changing in the world. I mean, a lot of people said to me, oh, you know, as a, a, you know, a middle-aged woman breaking into the music industry, you know, you're going to struggle. And I was like, I fucking love a challenge. And like, it's 2023. If you'd seen like the world is crazy. If ever there's a time to like smash the norms, we are bored. We are so fed up as a species. We're like, oh my God, we're not doing this anymore. So many people Mm -hmm. are stepping out of lanes now. And there's so many people who are going, ooh, no, fuck off. Take your pigeonhole (laughs) and shove it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to wear what I want and say what I want and do what I want. Everybody's kind of breaking out of these little confined spaces that we've been expected to live in in these little columns that we're supposed to in and I just thought there probably is very few examples of women my age bursting onto a music scene and making a splash I'm like people challenge norms all the time Mm. and like how cool if I could be one of a surge of of my generation stepping forward and going, I, well, I'm I'm not looking Vera Wang. I mean, she's she's now, she in her sixties, she's in her fifties. So she was doing this shit yeah. years ago. But there's plenty of examples of really really big entrepreneurs who hit forty and went, I don't want to do this, and mm-hmm. then did the biggest thing they ever did with their life. Yeah, and it's probably the best time to do that when you've lived life, like, and you've got so much more to talk about and write about and make art yeah. for it's like why is there this thing of like well I found with with women especially in music for example like the x factor and whatnot it was always like you're 18 19 year old just like ready to be but probably because when you've you've lived a longer life like you're harder to mold into what Exactly. That's those exactly what it guys is. Guys at the top one, it's like those um, young naive girls will will allow that because they they mm. want like everything that comes with that or that they think comes with that. Um, but I think I think we are coming out of that slowly now. Well, it's because the industry is being exposed as the dickhead behind the curtain. Yeah. You know, we don't need labels anymore. We can put our own music out. We can distribute. We can produce. We've got software. We've got social media. We yeah. can do so much of this stuff ourselves that we're mm-hmm. making these labels redundant. And yeah. what's ha- and a lot of these labels will only promote women of my age if they've been in the industry from a young age and they've been molded. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly yeah. it. They don't want women like us because they're going to go, oh, we really think we should like cut all your hair off. I'm like, fuck no, what? And I won't be told. Yeah, I don't think so, mate. Yeah. And we won't be told. And they d- and because it's a patriarchal, privileged white male culture, mm. they don't want me. And it's like, guess what, dude? I don't want you either. I'm just out <laughs> here doing it by myself. Yeah. And there's more and more people going, fuck you and these white fucking men rich men in offices are twiddling their thumbs because it's like yeah we don't need you anymore sorry thanks bye and there's way cooler like labels and the industry is adjusting back into a place where there's respect for the artists i believe there's going to be some really big shifts with the um streaming platforms as well there's more revenue going to be generated towards the artists because this this the the Hopefully. payment system at the moment is a fucking joke it's like 
um, <clears throat> sure it's around eighty percent as of Spotify goes to the three, like the three big labels, and then there's only the rest of that is just like goes to all the rest of us, um, which is absolutely shit. We get like point zero zero something pence per yeah. play, and yeah, it's just it's it's so hard because we've got we've got these platforms where we can put music out so easily which is amazing but um compared to like having physical music back in the day where people could actually make money so much easy like you could stand in the street and sell a cd for a tenner you just don't who's buying cds now i miss cds i really loved cds yeah i it's the industry is shifting and it's becoming very outdated and there's a real sense of people kind of packing up their stall and going I'm gonna go (laughs) and it's really Mm -hmm. good to see I don't know what's going to come next but I think it's a perfect time for somebody like me and and to have these like stalwarts in the industry going well they're not gonna let you in and just me going I don't want to come in (laughs) bye (laughs) I'm gonna go over here and do what I was gonna do anyway I'm gonna distribute music and promote myself and do gigs Mm -hmm. without you so bye <laughs> like like it's so funny the way they're like we're not gonna we're not gonna look at you we're not gonna and I'm like ooh, okay <laughs> it feels really nice yeah but you realize how much you can do yourself and without being like molded and clipped and cut and edited and oh I can't, the, the idea of that just puts the fear of God into me that somebody would say to me, we don't want you to do an album like that. We want you to do a more pop commercial album. Yeah. Ew. No. <laughs> I had a module for uni um, about a year ago and it was, I think it was like a, a genre type one, but it was performance based. And the guy goes, so what kind of genre are you? I was like, well, I'm kind of electronic, but I've got like indie pop in there, a little bit of folk in there bit of rock as well a bit of this that and he just goes and everyone in the class it was all like guys that were in indie music they all just turned and looked at me and he's like oh no you can't you need to pick one genre because we need to know what look you're gonna have like what style you're gonna be on stage and I was just like did not come back to that module I was like no <laughs> no take another module please absolutely yeah. not <laughs> it's this like mashing you into a shape like you're a fucking turkey twizzler like no stuff like no I'm not going to be processed and and molded and and stamped into some like oh she's another this she's another them she's another Olivia Rodriguez we're not Mm. no fuck off like some of the bands who I'm absolutely loving at the moment um check out Igor oh my god I just started listening to them. Wow, what the fuck? Like, absolutely insane. And I don't love all of it. And then there's some I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's e uh, I G O R R R, and it is like mm-hmm. the most insane blend of stuff that I've ever heard. And I'm like, oh yeah, I defy you to slap a genre on them. And it's like they've just gone. No, we're just gonna do what we want to do. And uh, you can see people because there's so much like people are so stupid about genres they're so gatekeeping and like 
thought like well, you can't call yourself that because you're not you can't call yourself electronica because you're not using real synths and you can't call yourself that because it's not synthwave because that's 80s and you just get so like oh my god when did being a human fit make become feeling like a book in a library like yeah i don't want to be I don't want to be categorized and put on a shelf and put in my place. Like I just want to be me. And I think the further you can kind of stray away from being slapped with a genre and put on a shelf, like, yeah, I don't know if that, if that's a, if that's a dumb move, but for me, I'm way more interested in bands that are doing something completely just off the wall. Yeah. And cool. And don't care. Yeah. yeah definitely I agree with that that's a bit of me and like with the sort of self-marketing as as annoying as it is that we the way we have to do that in this day and age like it does make being your own kind of like mashup of genres it makes it easier um because you will you will get a fan base you know you'll you'll promote it and there will be people that are going to hear it and go oh that's different like that um yeah. it's not like yeah how how things used to be there is yeah there, i feel like there's going to be big changes coming within this industry yeah absolutely i think there's a real everyone's just so squashed and claustrophobic and sick of after covid and that like stay indoors and put a mask on and go and do this and don't do that and i think we've come out of that and we're like yay and people are trying to do the old like well you can't go there and you can't do that and i think we're just like you know what we've had enough of this Mm. and it's just started this shift where people have left jobs that were making them miserable they've started to do things that they've always wanted to do there's this total shift of I'm not gonna play by the rules anymore we all just nearly died in an apocalypse so no i'm not gonna i'm gonna do that like i thought we were i thought we were gonna be dead i was like oh this is it okay cool i didn't i like these films i didn't think i was gonna be in one but all right <laughs> and i think it did it gave everybody this feeling of like well i didn't think i was gonna be here at the end of 2020 yeah. so let's fucking go and and you can't dismantle the entire framework of everything but it started to erode immediately. Mm. And now there are a lo- there's a lot of talk, especially within the music industry, there's a lot of talk about like there's about to be a massive change. And in order yeah. for there to be that change, it means it has to have been scrutinized, broken down. There has to have been a massive change in attitude for things to be changing soon means that I think COVID was a catalyst for a massive shift in culture. It was a total mm. cultural reset. And I'm like, I'm excited about it. I am excited yeah. for, for the likes of yourself and like you figuring out like <laughs> who you are and what your little core is. Pinterest is a really good one, actually. If you just make like a little Pinterest for just you as an artist and then just go and find like the kind of stuff that you want to wear as that artist, the kind of artwork that feels like it matches your song. Um mm-hmm whether it's like like do you know what I mean like go and find things that you just aesthetically you feel and then after you've done that for a little while just zoom through your home page and that's your core yeah that's I like like, that. like a little mood board for me yeah and it just generates yeah. it for you and you just look at it and you go that's me yeah and it kind of goes and it's a very clever algorithm on Pinterest but it's a really cool way of it of you sort of seeing yourself lensed through the 
through the eye of something that's very sophisticated mm -hmm. and showing you things and you're like i am dried flowers and bats <laughs> and leather that's so me <laughs> it's it's quite a cool little tool to kind of yeah. lock in on on who you are a little bit more i feel like that's going to be my next hyperfixation now <laughs> i'm gonna go into this and get stuck on this do it I think it's one of those few, I don't really contribute anything to, to Pinterest. I just go on it and build boards. And I think it's one of the very few social media platforms where you're not expected to talk to people. You just mm. collect, you just collect pictures. You just create little moments for yourself. And I, it's like a little quiet place. It's my ADHD brain. There's enough going on to keep me busy but it's quiet and I don't have to talk to anyone yeah. I can just go I like that picture and I don't have to say anything to that person I can just have it thank you goodbye like just <laughs> it's a dead good way of like cultivating your vibe mm -hmm. um I find yeah just in terms of fashion or just aesthetic it's a really good tool yeah. for an artist I think I used it for my like photo shoot that was promoting my um song release for like a mood board for that it's really good but um yeah i feel like you could get stuck on there for a long time oh yeah one thing i'd put down as well uh, did i hear you say that you are a, a practicing witch <laughs> or you're into that kind of thing yeah i i don't sort of sit around and do spells and stuff but i do <laughs> work i'm like an energy witch really so I, I work a lot with the universe. I work a lot with the powers and I don't want to say the laws of attraction, but mm -hmm. it is a very magnetic universe that we live in. Um, and I do work a lot. Like I've had some truly amazing stuff happen because of how I work with. I don't like the idea of casting a spell because that's kind of like going, I want this and mm. expecting the universe to go oh okay like i yeah i treat the universe like dragon's den i'm like i have to approach the universe with a good business module with a good plan mm. of action i have to have put the graft in for that for the universe to go well you seem like a good investment i'm going to help you with that yeah and it's wielded yielded rather some of the most amazing results um but i also i'm like clairvoyant as well so i speak to people who aren't in their bodies anymore which is very strange um it's a it's a strange topic and some people are like <laughs> but yeah energy basically on a side it's a very scientific approach to it to be honest not so much yeah. god and angels and all that yeah i do try a bit of the manifestation myself um but i hear a lot of people saying like just manifest it and the universe will do the rest of the work and it's kind of like well i do need to do some work here like i'm not just gonna picture it and yeah. it will come like I do need to do the work as well but um, I've been more trying to like manifest feeling rather than an actual like mm -hmm. what it is that I want like how I'll feel when I get to that point because I feel like that is more important to me as we said before you could get to that point and it's fucking shit but if you've manifested yeah. a feeling of like um being at peace or happiness um that'll take you to wherever it is meant to kind of take you it's the joy for me that's my that's my goal and I, when I'm always asking for that in from the universe I'm always kind of saying I will do my hardest to make sure that anybody who's along with me for the ride so it's my band or my producer or my friends or whatever 
Like mm-hmm. I will do my best to make sure that they ha- all have a really good time. Because that's the one thing in life. Money comes and goes. People come and go. Houses, yeah. everything else comes and goes. The only thing that does not come and go in life is time. It goes mm-hmm. and it will never come and back. Goes. <laughs> yeah, when it goes, it's gone. You can't buy, it doesn't matter if you win the lottery, you can't buy more time. Mm-hmm. So when you're spending your time, like spending money, spend your time wisely because money you can get back again time you can't Mm -hmm. and so don't waste your time and don't waste other people's time as well if somebody's like come on board to help you with your project that then becomes their project I always want to make sure if we've been in the studio we've done a gig anything I want everyone else to be as happy as I want to be and I always approach the universe with that is like please give me the opportunity to find my joy in this situation I will do my best to make sure everyone else who's there with me has the best time ever Mm -hmm. and that everybody gets something really cool out of this and then the universe tends to go okay there you go and just things happen and I'm like oh my god thank you thank you thank you and then just say it's yeah you've got to imagine that the universe is is like a parent and it's not going to give you stuff if you just go I want it if you're just a brat about it (laughs) yeah you sort of treat it like you know in the films where like the boy wants the car and so he he works all through the the summer holidays in the burger place and then at the end of the holidays you know his parents give him the key to his car and they Mm. bought it for him because he showed them that he could work for it yeah it's that it's you've got to make the universe proud you've got to be the child that they're proud of and then the universe mm. will go you know what you've worked out hard and I'm done proud of you have this yeah and you're like oh and then it feels like a gift and it feels like something you've earned because if it's come easy it can go easy as well yeah I always try and like give back as well do you know if as being an independent artist I do always rely on do you know people helping me for free whether it's I'm doing a free gig I need a session guitarist and bassist yeah. or I don't know, like producers that are just helping me out, um, just doing that for for free, and then you you give that back, you give your time back, as you say. That's it's a time that's important, and that doesn't need to be directly to that person. It can be given it back to other people. So yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, they they want to back they want to back a good horse. They want to back a good mm. investment. It's like asking for a business loan. You know, then you're not going to get that loan of energy and opportunity. You're not going to get those things handed to you if mm. you haven't got a good plan of action and if you haven't shown them that like I can't make this next step. I've gone as far as I can by myself and I've worked so so hard, but I just I just need a bit of help getting to this next level. Like look at everything I've done and the universe goes, "That's cool. Wow, you really have worked hard." okay I'm in let's see where we can take this and it's just this and you feel it because it's I mean a lot of people would look at that and go well of course if you work hard things are going to happen but there's a magic that happens when you Mm -hmm. work like this and there's a kind of unexpected bizarreness of the things that come along that you go what the frig what (laughs) that it's beyond the one plus one equals two it's like one plus one equals horse in in a tiara and you're like what like there's just a kind of magic that happens when you really do put your heart and soul and when you promise the universe when you work with love actually when you work with joy and love they're very strong vibrations and if that's what you want to put out there in the world the universe will really back you on that if you genuinely want the people around you to feel appreciated and loved and for them to have spent their time on this planet in a good way 
with you the universe is like you're a good one okay <laughs> have this in my experience yeah um i think i've spoke, spoken about everything that and more that i would like to have, have spoken about you with uh about you with oh my god me <laughs> i know what you meant <laughs> oh no that's exactly and, the kind um, of thing i would say Christ almighty. um yeah words what <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to go through that sentence myself and I'm like I know all of those words need to be there but I can't figure out what order they need to go in either is that right about talk spoken? to you about with to talk to you with about spoke you, with you, you about know. spoke with you about all right show off <laughs> go on, <laughs> pants. <laughs> but I was like no I can't figure out what order they're supposed to go in either. oh god it is hard to I thought like talking for this long like oh it's fine like talk all the fucking time but i've talked your back leg off though i do apologize no don't apologize it's it was all about you i'm interviewing you i'm I'm glad that you've spoken um a lot because i would have just been like (laughs) i'm not fucking knowing what i'm talking about no i really appreciate it and yeah i could tell from like the videos that i've seen through your social media that you'd be really good to talk to anyway oh thank you i kind of assumed that was going to go that way so yeah um no i've really enjoyed that also you can plug your music and stuff as well oh i mean i don't know but i mean by by all means you know come and check out um my music my back catalogue from last year i think it's really interesting because what you'll hear is the initial idea of who i was and then the second ep is like uh oh I got sucked mm-hmm. into the vortex. I tried to get commercial. And then yeah. the final release of the year was me going, no, I'm I'm me and I want to get weird. <laughs> and it was so you sort of watch the arc through the year of like, oh, interesting. Um, it was a lot of work to put out in one go, but you can really sort of see the journey. Mm-hmm. Um and then the yeah, I mean, follow me as a as a producer, um, but also please like come and support the band, which is where I'm writing now and yeah just come and check us out might not be everyone's cup of tea but do you want to just say um like your music and the band's music for people listening sure okay so uh me um independently is sbr s b and an r and <laughs> bone and star don't ask it's like the stupidest name ever I don't know why sbr is my initials but there was already an sbr out there so I came up with the I don't know oh. anyway and then my band is called Neon Oracle, which is a very time travelery kind of concept. Futuristic, ancient, fused into a little ball of noise. Um, yeah, and I so, love yeah. that. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me on, though. It's been really yeah, nice to talk to you. thanks so much. Hopefully um, it's all recorded fine. Um, I've got every bit of faith in this software thing that I'm using. <laughs> I did do a bit of research <laughs> before. And yeah, I'm sure we'll catch up um, on social media and in person eventually. Perfect. 